You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Mike Farrell. And we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us and allowing us into your homes Workplace, cars, wherever you happen to be listening. Exactly. They could be on a jog. Be safe. All right. Well, folks, I'm really excited. Bishop Donald DeGroot is on with us. Good morning, Bishop. Thank you for joining us. Hey, top of the morning to both of you and all the <laughs> listeners. How are you doing? I'm doing great. The grace Good. of God is amazing. Absolutely. Amen to that. So this year, we were we prefaced this before we went to commercial, um, that this year is going to be very different for a lot of us, um, most of us, for the holidays. Thanksgiving is this Thursday. Um, smaller gatherings. Can you talk about how we should face this as Catholics? Yeah, great question. So, you know, certainly with Thanksgiving, if we use that just as an example... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the beautiful, we learned from even St. Paul, right? We should have that disposition in good times and in bad. There's a certain sense of, uh, you know, God's with us, and and we we give ourselves fully. So I think it's really living it in that spirit of just uh, let's be filled with gratitude, let's focus on the good things that we've been blessed with. So I think the challenge that I find, and, and perhaps others as well, is that it's so easy to look back at what we're losing, Right? Oh, right. So I think for myself with Thanksgiving, you know, looking forward to being with my family. And, you know, my mom's 89 now. And, you know, so us brothers have been discerning, you know, is it really the right thing for me to go home? You know, I'm around a lot of people and for her well being. And so it's going to be different for me this year. So I can either look back on that and just say, oh my gosh, isn't that all terrible? Or I can say, gosh, what does the Lord have in mind for me this Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. And let it be something uh, we look forward to in a different way, and let the Lord create that uh, within us. So that would be a disposition, I think, maybe to to bring to discussion and reflection of how can we look forward to Thanksgiving that's going to be uniquely different and for us, uh, and let it become what the Lord wants it to become. And and let's talk a little bit too, Bishop, about obviously right after Thanksgiving we jump right into Advent. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you know thinking along those same lines. What are some of the things that we can do in preparation for Advent and and getting things off on the on the right foot for Advent? Yeah, well, if we think of the uh, the, the real intent and the spirit of Advent is to be a time of waiting, but we wait with a joyful anticipation. So it's not a waiting like, oh, darn it, how come I have to wait so long? No, it's there should be a joyful anticipation that something great's about to happen, but I need to wait for it. So I think if we enter into, as we think of, you know, Christmas, for example, and Advent, even before then, how can we make this a special Advent by um, allowing God to reveal to us how this particular Christmas can be joyful, perhaps in a way very different than we've experienced in the past. So let me give you an example. Maybe what it means for us that, uh, for example, we speak of, uh, you know, we can have a joyful experience with some people, right? We have them, uh, we gather with our family, and it's fun. We enjoy being with them, right? There could be natural delights, the joy, Mm -hmm. if you will, and a natural delight. 
But the real joy in the midst, not that God doesn't want us to have those, He wants us to enjoy many good things of life, of course, but there's times in our lives where we don't always have those. Like this year, for example, if we can't gather like we always had in the past with our family or friends or whatever our custom was, how can we still joyfully enter into the Advent season? How can we joyfully celebrate Christmas from the spiritual sense? And here's what I'm referring to. When we're given the gifts of the Holy Spirit, one of the fruits is joy. So if the Holy Spirit of God is alive, fervent, vibrant, vibrant in our life because we receive His grace, His love, it fills us, we experience a spiritual delight called joy. So it's a spiritual joy. So I encourage all of us to think about how can we focus on Thanksgiving, on upcoming Advent and Christmas season in a joyful anticipation of the spiritual joy that God wants to give us, even as we deal with the lack of the natural enjoyment that we might have typically had uh, in previous years, because we're just not able to be together as much as an example. Well, and I think, you know, personally looking at this, it's like the joy we are going to hopefully experience during these holidays might surprise us and might even be better than the joys we are missing. Does that make sense? Amen. (laughs) Amen. It does. You know what it reminds me of? So, as you know, I I moved from... Uh, everything that was familiar to me back in my home diocese, mm-hmm. come to a new diocese, and all the things that I have to leave behind, the enjoyment, if you will, mm-hmm. friendship, familiarity, the, the people I was blessed to serve, all that kind of stuff, well, I can either stay in that sadness of what I've lost or discover what the Lord has for me that is even better, if you will, because of the spiritual delight of being in His will and letting His Spirit flow in me, and he recreates within me a new and beautiful spiritual experience, which really is what our heart longs for even more than the natural joy that we desire from human friendship. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that spiritual experience, too, is also a way, you know, we, we talk a lot about materialism and all of the, the mm-hmm. secularism that's going on with the, the Christmas holiday and that kind of thing. And yeah. to, to understand that spiritual aspect, I think, is critical to us really experiencing that joy of Advent and Christmas. Oh, I think you're right on. And I think the challenge, certainly I'll have, and I think others have, you know, when those days come and we know, oh, we anticipate Christmas and we start thinking about it, are we ruminating on what it was? Or are we um, in the Lord dreaming, if you will, being open to what it can become? So it's the looking forward rather than the looking back. And that's why Advent's a joyful anticipation. It's a looking forward to the coming of Christ today, to at Christmas, at the end of time. And so if we can have that disposition through this season, in the midst of all of the things that are so different and difficult for us on the human level, uh, it can be a tremendous opening of doors spiritually. But we've got to stay focused on the joyful looking ahead. Bishop, one one question, or I guess one one thing that I would uh, ask is is you know obviously we live in a very uncertain 
time and there's a lot of fear and, and that kind of thing out there right now with, with the pandemic. Uh, is there some guidance that you can give us as far as kind of setting that aside and, and going into this preparation uh, for Advent? Yeah, you know, there's an image that just comes out of me right away. <clears throat> you probably remember the uh, scripture passage uh, where, uh, so Jesus is in the boat with the disciples, and the and the uh, storm kicks up, right? And, and so he's the image napping. of these guys, <laughs> yeah, he's napping. He's just having a great old time, right? He's resting in the Father. Uh, and what are they doing? They're frantic, right? They're trying to control the boats and trying to control, you know, their response to it and. What that image reminds me of is, what am I looking at? Am I looking at the dangers of the storm, or am I looking at the Lord and then looking at the dangers through that, looking at the dangers Mm. of the storm? So in other Mm. words, to look at it in the way that Jesus sees the storm, like, guys, you know, (laughs) what are you thinking? I'm here, you know? (laughs) Now, that's very hard for us as humans when everything's so immediate, right? The pandemic's immediate, the whatever the things are that we we find difficult, uh, and elicit fear. The whole point in Scripture is love casts out all fear. That is divine love. So when we relate our fears to the Lord and we receive His love, we realize, yeah, there's going to be storms of life, but they're not going to they're not going to overcome us spiritually. And that's the key. And that's where we find joy and peace and tranquility of trusting in the Lord rather than the fear of the waves, say it's mm-hmm. pandemic, that are coming up against us. Yeah, I always love that image of him just like, hey guys, I got this. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> but as us humans, we tend to worry. <laughs> it's hard. We have to be reminded Indeed. frequently to not worry. So, um, I wanted to ask you real quick, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with more with you, but I wanted to ask, uh, what are your, personally, some of your favorite ways of uh, celebrating Advent or going through the Advent season? Yeah, one of my, one of my favorite ways is to be intentional, intentional about taking time to just be with the Lord. And that can be in little ways, right? At night, in the morning, or this time or that time, but just to kind of reflect upon the waiting. Okay, there's going to be something joyful that's going to come, something exciting that's going to become. So it's almost like you can hardly wait for the good thing to come. So creating space for that in our day uh, has been helpful for me. Hmm, beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes me excited. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, Bishop, and when we come back, we are actually going to talk to you a little bit about some of the homebound, which is a concern for many of us, uh, yes. and um, yes. any thoughts that you have on how we can reach out to our brothers and sisters that might be homebound. So I'm going to take a quick break here, folks, and we're going to be back more with Bishop Donald DeGrude with the Diocese of Sioux Falls here in just a minute. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. 
SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And you're Mike Farrell. And I'm Mike Farrell. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, <laughs> I'll folks. catch on sooner or later. <laughs> Well, we were just having a great uh, chat with the bishop um, during the break. Uh, bishop Donald DeGroot is on the line with us. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we're kind of talking about the holidays. They're going to look a lot different this year, folks. And um, one thing we wanted to chat with the bishop about um, is how do we reach out to our brothers and sisters who are in nursing homes or are homebound? I know that's a concern for many of us um, who have loved ones that are in the nursing homes or just homebound, like right. Bernice. I have a 105-year-old lady that lives across the street from me, mm-hmm. and I oh. wave I wave at her, but I don't want to go near her. Right. I'm not going to be the one mm-hmm. to kill Bernice. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Smart. <laughs> I don't want to be the neighborhood person that did that. Yes. So, <laughs> Bishop, can you talk a little bit about advice on how we can reach out to our brothers and sisters in those situations. Yeah, first of all, we go to our good God, and we plead that the love of God, uh, can, that they can receive the love of God through us, whether that's spiritually, so that they can experience the power of our prayer, even if it's unbeknownst to us who that person is or people are in our lives, could be a family, for example, whatever, or an individual, like you mentioned, uh, your own situation. So uh, whether you're waving to the lady and, you know, you can ask for God's beautiful uh, just grace and blessing for her that she can spiritually experience the presence of God. Because the reason this is so important as we transition from this life, as we get older, we never know when the Lord's going to call us. The key thing we want to be continuing to grow in is our friendship with God, because that's what our hearts are made for. That's not to say that human friendships aren't important. They're very important. Yes, absolutely. And we want to foster them. 
But in times where we're limited, not unlike times when family you know, members are maybe in the military or some other sort of thing, they can be far away, but near in heart. And near in heart is the spiritual power that God enables as we pray for them, offer sacrifices for them, and their loneliness or uh, isolation, being separated, if you will. So that'd be the first suggestion would be really focusing on prayer and just asking God, begging God to just fill them with divine love. But I think there's a lot of other today in today's world uh, that we can do to help. So, for example, let's say it's a family. They could uh, make, you know, uh, just the other day I had a lovely family over from uh, my former diocese, and um, they, you know, the kids were drawing little uh, pictures and giving them to me. And, you know, how meaningful that is to have an authentic picture from a little kid. Mm-hmm. And so it could be that sort of thing. And we could even send it to the activities director, or we could contact the activity director there or someone there and say, hey, you know, would you be okay to, to hand these out? And if you're comfortable, just give us a first name, you know, and then you can give it to whomever and have the kids uh, make cards. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do a holy hour for them. We can do a rosary and, you know, send a little card. I offered this, you know, holy hour for you, this rosary for you, these uh, sacrifices today at this chapel or that from home or whatever. I also think, too, there's, we have a wonderful opportunity for those, uh, our seniors who do use technology, uh, to offer recommendations to them. So send them little YouTube things, or mm-hmm. send them mm-hmm. references to Mass Online, or some of the Catholic, uh, really solid Catholic thing, you know, connecting them to EWTN, for example, whatever. Uh, so in helping them find the resources that are out there, you know, I, I, I'm just so inspired. I had one... Um, person say, oh, you know, we just love that that uh, Mass, you know, and, and sometimes we'll watch it more than once, you know. Mm. We, we can help them by finding the things that are helpful for them in the spiritual life, or even can be fun things, right? Innocent, fun, good things, a little mm-hmm. video clip from, you know, especially if, we, if, if there are family members, you know, something about the kids, and, you know, pictures, and, mm-hmm. you know, little uh, messages or YouTube things or so I think there's a lot of creative ways that they read. You know, we could just uh, put something in the mail to them and send it to them. Hey, thinking and praying for you. And, you know, we found this little resource that you would enjoy it. Um, recalling memories of the past, you know, expressing yeah. gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think especially with Thanksgiving, it's a great time. Hey, just want to thank you for the beautiful impact you've had on my life. So I think there's lots and lots and lots of different ways that we can, either electronically, in the mail, phone calls, uh, and certainly our spiritual gifts as well. Mm -hmm. So let's turn this around, um, because I know a lot of people feel isolated right now. Um, For those that are homebound and are listening to you right now, what message would you have to those that are homebound and maybe some roles that they can pick up uh, for the Diocese of Sioux Falls? Wow, yeah. You know, I think the first thing that jumps off for me is I often find as uh, we're homebound, as our capacities might be limited, just because we have to isolate for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. um, the spiritual gifts that we can offer to God. And I think of our beautiful uh, memory, John Paul II, now St. John Paul II, his beautiful witness of what he called precious suffering. And it's well, he had, um, you know, his Parkinson's, and he was becoming more and more disabled. Mm-hmm. And he had this beautiful spiritual insight and a great teaching for us. That was in Time Magazine many years ago. And the beautiful teaching that we can offer everything up to God is an act of love. Mm-hmm. So we unite the suffering to Jesus. 
And so my encouragement would be for the home bond, you know, if they have a crucifix around, whatever, or whatever image they may like to just say, Jesus, I just want to accept this and offer it to you as an act of love, but I need your help to accept it, right? Right. Uh, so the isolation, the loneliness, the, I can't do what I want to do, uh, to be able to say, Lord, give me the grace to accept that. And then as the Lord gives us grace, we actually can get to the point, and this is really hard to get to, really hard to get to, but with grace we can't. We get to the point where we can say, God, I choose this in my life because this is the way that I get to serve in your work of saving the world, redemptive suffering. So that'd be the first thing is just a disposition. The second thing is the more, especially those times where they know it's difficult, might be when the sun goes down, it might be certain times of the week and they know this is a difficult time for me because I think back of the things in the past, maybe when we lost the spouse or whatever it might be. To actually be filling that time with something that turns us outside of ourselves. So often our struggle is in isolation, is we turn inwardly. Mm-hmm. And when we turn inwardly, then we tend to look at ourselves and all the things we don't have. Remember a great line I learned in college. Professor said, you know, <clears throat> when we're old, we tend to look back with regrets. When we're young, we tend to look forward to the future with hope. Mm-hmm. And so how do we, as we grow older, any of us who are isolated, even if we're on quarantine, how do we look forward and hope instead of looking back at what we don't have or what didn't go right or what we can no longer do? So those would be just some specific suggestions I would offer. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of hope. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think one of the things that I, I love that you've been emphasizing um, as our new bishop is the power of prayer. And I think people oh, tend to yeah. forget the power of prayer. And um, so can you talk into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think part of the reason, you know, it, it, it can be hard for us to remember the power of prayer or even to know it is because the spiritual thing. So somebody might say, well, you know, I offered these prayers for so-and-so, but I, but I don't know if they, if, if they worked, if you will, really. Mm-hmm, you right. know, in the sense of, well, I don't know, I didn't see any outcome, right? I prayed yep. for this person, and I don't know if they, I'm praying, but am I really praying, right? So we can all kinds of self-doubt, which is typical and normal, because we don't see the evidence, necessarily. So the key is in prayer is to realize, hold it, all I'm asked to do is to be faithful. I'm going to pray as best I can tell, in my own limited way, whatever that might be, and I'll give that to God and let Him bring great things out of it. And when I think of a great prayer warrior in my life, I think of my Uncle Donnie, who was really disabled all of his life, and yet he was one of the happiest people I knew when I was growing mm-hmm. up. He, in a sense, had nothing, but he spent so much of his day praying the rosary. Mm-hmm. That was his thing. And he, uh, when we really, really needed something, we go to Donnie not just because we want to give him something to do. Um, I would learn, this guy, there were amazing things that happened when he prayed like heck. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when we would uh, say, we really need you to pray for rain, for example, because for, on the farm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his custom was, uh, if, well, anyways, his custom in the morning was he'd pray after breakfast, for, say around 9, 9.30, whatever, all the way until lunchtime. So two, three hours or more, praying the rosary over and over and over and over again. And then, after lunch, he'd say, music, unless we said to him, we really need you to pray for something. He, at times, would not say music, he'd say rosary. And Mm. start it all over again in the afternoon, and he'd pray that rosary. So literally hours a day praying. That is such an incredible 
powerful thing. Not unlike our Adoration Sisters, the Carmelite Sisters, and all the good mm-hmm. people of God, and the faithful who pray diligently. When we have time, especially as we age, or our circumstances in life change, the best thing we can do, frankly, is what the world most needs, and that's the spiritual power and gifts that only God can give. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Bishop, we're almost out of time. Any final thoughts for um, those of us in eastern South Dakota that you would like to uh, give to us before we let you go? You know, my only thoughts, what's deeply stirring in my heart is, is a desire for everybody to experience with joyful anticipation what the Lord has for us in a very different Thanksgiving, a very different um, Advent, and a very different Christmas but something to be joyfully anticipated and discovered in the Lord. That would be my final thoughts. That's a great message. Yep. Bishop, thank you so much for being on with us this morning. We truly appreciate your time. Happy to do it anytime. Thanks, Bishop. (laughs) Good to hear from you. Have a great Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, you too. God bless you all and all the listeners as well. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. All right. Inspirational. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we've heard a lot about, uh, and I, I love to think about prayer warriors sitting at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. and well, I had I had a grandmother that was a prayer warrior. I'll tell you what, she uh, a little bit like Bishop's uncle. Um, yeah. You know, she she'd pray that rosary like you couldn't believe. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You and could don't see the smoke coming off the beads. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's just it is, you know, I, I want to encourage all those that are homebound that you are still very needed. Absolutely. You have a very important job. You know, my my grandmother is um, ailing and gets confused easily and whatnot, but she still does her daily prayers, yep. you know, just like clockwork. And, yeah. you know, it's that faithfulness and devotion that yep, that's makes right. a difference. Yep. So. Very good. All right, so th- we are down with our last uh, first hour. If you've missed any of our discussions we had with Bishop Donald DeGrood or Kendra Tierney, who uh, wrote the Catholic All Year book, um, you can go back and listen to those. We're going to put them up on our podcast. Spit it out, Heather. Put them up on our podcast later today, and you can go to realpresenceradio.com, or you can check us out on the app. We separate each interview, which I love that fact that we separate each interview, and you can download the app, and then we have our podcasts up on there. So if you've missed any of our great discussion this morning, go back and check it out. And some great stuff as we prepare for Advent. We're so blessed to have Bishop Donald DeGroote. Yep. So absolutely blessed. So take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear who won Honor Our Fathers this week. All right. <laughs> 